Welcome to the Willingdon On Mission Podcast, a place where you can hear stories of how God is working and consider how He might be calling you to engage in His mission. You can find other episodes online at willingdon.org. Now, here's our host, John Best. So welcome to the Willingdon on Mission podcast. I'm glad you're listening. Today we have a, a special treat. We've got John Dick with us, who is one of Willingdon's missionaries serving in Cuba. Now, John has a, a unique story to tell because what you will find out here, well, as I tell you, but also John will tell you some of the story, is uh, John is a missionary in his retirement years. He worked a career and uh, and now is serving as as a missionary. And uh, so this is a story that we need to hear. I think that there are a lot of people in the Willingdon church family, but also broader, who are yes. either nearing retirement or have just entered retirement and are wondering, what does this next season look like? And so perhaps John's story will be instructive. Perhaps it will be challenging and uh I would love to have a conversation with any of you who are who yes. are in this season of of discerning what the next season might look like. So John, in your retirement years, you're serving as a missionary. Tell us the story. How did that happen? First of all, it's a treat to be able to share this this uh, this time with you and and I want to look at this as uh, one beggar showing other beggars where to find bread. so uh, what I share with you comes from experience that God has given me. So how did this come about? Um, in my previous life as a high school teacher, um, I remember seeing many of my colleagues uh, who were really looking forward to retirement, and yet as they came to retirement, there seemed to be a distinct lack of purpose. And the only thing they really had that they really wanted to do was to please themselves. And so that, that's, that was the end of the line for them. And, and when I realized also that I could be retired more years than I had even worked, I thought, that's a daunting prospect. What am I going to do with that? And at the time, I was in my 40s. I'm now in my late 60s. And I began to think, okay, some, we have to do this better. And I believe, especially as Christians, we, we need to do this better. Because somehow we can't just buy into the idea that the world has that we're going to grab a piece of heaven here on earth as our retirement package. It's got to be better than that. So I came to the point where I realized, number one, that God was calling me to something else, to leave teaching. And it was a little daunting because it was even before the numbers were up. And and I know this happens in many careers where you can put together a number of years' work and number of years' experience, whatever it might be. But my numbers were not matching up to get a great okay. retirement package. In fact, it was virtually no package. But God was clearly calling me to do something. So I knew that I needed to move out of teaching, which was pretty secure, uh, into I don't know what. What were you teaching, by the way? I was teaching high school, teaching mainly math and science, leadership, um, and, and I will say I loved my job. It had nothing to do with not enjoying my job. I love teaching, still today. So it was not as if I was leaving because I was disillusioned or you know, I wasn't being paid enough, whatever. It was just simply through a series of circumstances, God's clear calling, John, time to go. And I remember uh, signing off in February 
some very good friends of mine telling me, so what are you going to do in the fall, John, when school starts up? I said, I don't know. And I know my wife wasn't entirely happy with that answer. Uh, but I believe that this is what God calls us to do sometimes. We need to step out in faith and just say, okay, I know God is calling. It sounds mis- mystical, mysterious, and it is, but I knew that. And, and so I had been praying about what was next, but it was clear I needed to quit my job first, go out there, and then God would direct the next step. Amazingly, perhaps not so amazing because God is God, he did. And, and that would be a long story in itself. Um, but it was very clear that God led me to be involved with Cuba um, through a series of circumstances that um, it was a calling I could not ignore. And so uh, I would have to say this. What was clear to me was, number one, retirement as a Christian was not an option for me. And, and second, as I depended on God, God was going to be faithful in leading me through the next step. I still don't know what I'm doing next year at this point, but God does, and so that's good enough. Can you give us a glimpse of, of what you do these days? Like, just give us sure. a, a quick, quick glimpse of the ministry that you're engaged in in Cuba. So I'm, in, I'm involved as a, a, I represent World Serve Ministries. I'm the link between what happens in Canada and what happens in Cuba. My background as a native Spanish speaker growing up in Latin America has equipped me to do that. So I help local churches figure out how we can help them. Um, but that's not the whole story. I still teach part-time at Trinity Western with uh, student teachers, and I work with refugee families coming into Vancouver. So God has given me right now, at a time in my life, uh, a variety of ministries that, that um, I'm delighted to be a part of. You also have adult children and some yes, grandchildren, I right? I, the, the loves of my life, of course, my first love is, my, is, is God, and then my wife, who I've been with for 45 years, and five delightful grandchildren, product of three uh, adult children who are married. I, I, I'm so blessed. That yeah. in itself is this huge blessing in my life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Tell me, uh, going back to, to this conversation of retirement and uh, serving in your retirement years, in what ways did the Lord prepare you in the past for this season that you're living now? So here, here's something that I'm learning still. One would think after all these years of being a Christian, I should have this down pat. God has a sovereign plan for me. And he began that plan very early in my life. Uh, and as I look back and reflect back now, I can see specific points. Growing up where I did in South America with parents who were missionaries but who also wanted us uh, us being me and, and my siblings, to be Latin American has prepared me for what I do now. I think of many things about my upbringing, the travel that I've done, living cross-culturally, learning another language, um, living with my wife in Colombia and teaching there, even how teaching has been a part of that, um, because that's still a very much a part of my life and the experiences that I had. So there were so many experiences. Um, I think of the fact that, for example, what I do in Cuba right now can at times be very challenging. Places where I have to go, which are way off the beaten track, um, probably would be daunting to a person who hasn't experienced that before. 
that's been part of my life in so many ways. So traveling, being in difficult places is not being that much of a problem. Here's the weird part. I know most people who think they know me don't probably believe this. I am actually a very reserved, introverted person. And it's been proven in tests that I take. So God, in his mysterious sense of humor, has given me jobs, a career that strictly deal with people. That has been the greatest preparation for what I do now, which is all about personal relationships. Um, but if you were to catch my wife and me in a party, for example, she'd be the one who is talking to all kinds of people. Not me. I'm very happy by myself. So God prepares us with these things that sometimes are way outside who we even are as people. And we need to be ready to think that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've, I've traveled to Cuba with you. And uh, very definitely did not see introvertedness <laughs> in, in, your, in how you're relating to people. So that's just wonderful that the Lord has actually, over time, prepared you for, or placed you in such relational things. And, and that has to be the Holy Spirit empowerment, it is. doesn't it? It is. Yeah, that's and, and I think there's this amazing way in this stage in our life where we can look back and make sense of so many things that happened to us, experiences that we had, good and bad, where God has had this plan all along. And, and obviously there are many things that I don't understand, and that's okay. But I realize, wow, there's these things that at the time when they happened, I thought, what a waste, or why did we do that? Well, God takes everything and redeems it. It's amazing, and, and puts it to use at this point in my life. So I walk in that confidence that God has this great plan. That is awesome. Awesome. So what advice, what counsel, what encouragement would you give to somebody who is either nearing retirement or is retired and is trying to discern how to engage well in this season of life? That's a, that's a great question, John. I, I'd say as Christians, and I will speak from the Christian perspective, we first need to really earnestly seek God's spirit in this because we, we need to believe that God really does have a plan worked out for us as to what these later years are going to look like. And so we need to make some choices in discerning, gathering people around us whom, who can pray with and for us, interacting with other people who are in a similar situation in life, um, and I did that. I remember seeking out several brothers in, in the church here who I respect and admire, who I felt were using their later years in life, and just talking to them about what they were doing and being inspired by their lives. Um, I'll just mention Bob Davies as an example, who I traveled with a few times and thought, I want to be like that when I grow up, because that's, that's what, what, what happens. Here's something else. All of us, and, and I, I challenge you who are in either nearing retirement or are there already, you have gifts that God has given you, talents, training, experience. You have so many experiences that have prepared you for things. Um, for me, it was my teaching experience and my uh, cross-cultural experience that really bore, you know, I, I feel has borne fruit. That's not yours. That's because God has given you that. God has put you through those experiences. So, so to me, um, you really need to experience, you know, look at those experiences, even take an inventory. 
and not this is not a question of being boastful or something, but being real about this is what God has done in my life. Literally sitting down and writing those things down. Um, and know that God is calling you. So how much are you listening to that call? Take the quiet time to listen to that call uh, to a specific area. Here's another question. What are you really passionate about? Uh, for me, I knew it was teaching, and I knew it was hanging out with Latin Americans. Well, God has given me both because that's what I'm passionate about. Um, a way that I heard it put was, what is your holy discontent? What in your heart really disturbs you? Is, is there something that goes on around you or in the world you know, where that you feel like, I really want to do something about that? Well, maybe that's where God is calling you into working in that holy discontent. Um, but I, I just think this, you know, what a tremendously rewarding experience to have at this stage of your life where it's not really the number of cars that I own or what kind of cruises I'm on or what kind of vacations I take or how much I improve my golf handicap. That's not it. I just think, you know, the impact that we can have, call us seniors if you wish, just call us people. At this stage in our life, for eternity, is something I don't want to waste. And, and, and I want to be faithful to God in that. Thank you. As a, as a guy that's younger than you, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a dad of young kids and, and stuff. I just want to say thank you. This is, this is helpful and inspiring, even now in this stage of my life, to, yeah. to think through... Um, what are the choices that I'm making now, and what are the yes, how yes. how am I how am I using what the Lord has given me, and how am I developing my skills and gifts in such a way that the Lord can continue to use me in every season of yes. my life? Right. So thank you, thank you for that. So so you uh, entered retirement, and clearly, because this is just the reality in life. You didn't know everything by the time you got to retirement. You knew a lot more than somebody, you know, like it, I'm, I'm 30 years younger, 20 years. I don't know how old am I. I've forgotten how old I am. But uh, anyway, we're, we're in different stages of life. I clearly don't know everything. Uh, you didn't either as you retired. What have you been learning in this season? Mm. What is, what is, like, I'm sure that there have been some, some great moments of growth and input in these last years as you've served. I love that question, John, because I'm, I'm a teacher, and I really believe that we are always learning. Um, I think when we think we, shouldn't be, we don't have to learn anymore, then we might as well call it quits and just die. Um, because God is always teaching us, and, and sometimes uh, very, with great difficulty. So what am I learning? I, I am learning, first of all, to appreciate the blessing that I have each day. Um, because to put it to put it quite bluntly, I see friends of mine, Christian brothers, who are literally falling by the wayside, as in passing away, or going into situations of ill health or dementia. And I think I realize today, by God's grace, I have a day that I can honor God, and so I'm learning to appreciate and value each day for what it has, because tomorrow is uncertain. Um, I ha God has given me health. God has given me the, the family that I talked about, this church that I have where I, I have opportunity to serve. He continually puts opportunities in my way. 
I don't want to squander that. So I'm learning that in all that, God is going to continue to be faithful to me. To me. But more importantly, and this, is, this has been a key, and, and Pastor Willie's sermon really touched on this a few weekends ago. If you haven't listened to that or didn't hear it, you need to do so. Um, God is in control. And as a younger man, uh, and even now, I like being in control. Um, I'm, I like being organized. I like being manipulate, managing the pieces, moving them around. I'm at that stage now where I realize so much. I have so little control over what happens in my life. Um, so God's in control. And when things are not going well, things are not going the way I would prefer, they're even a little scary, a little risky. God's still in control. That's been a big learning point. So as I look at ways that I'm going to continue to serve God in whatever way, I also need to go back to the fact that I've got to submit to him um, and he will lead. Um, you know, there's, there's been some good reminders to me that um, I don't need to fear. I don't need to be fearful of the future, even though I will admit, uh, as one guy put it, getting old isn't for sissies. <laughs> um, you realize that God's in control of that too. So that's been a huge learning curve for me. It's just, it's, it, I know it sounds simple, but it's not. For somebody who likes to be in control, it's the fact that I need to trust God and, and what he's doing. And um, just believe in God's sovereign plan in my life. That's been a big learning thing. Well, thank you, John, for for kind of peeling back the curtain on your life a little bit and and giving us a glimpse of of some of your thinking and some of your experience and and sharing your wisdom. Uh, if there are people who are listening to this who are are interested in having further conversation, uh, I'll say that I myself, as a pastor at Willingdon, am very eager to chat with you and to. Um, to help you discern what what the next steps might be. There are others that I know, John is one of them, that would be very happy to have these conversations. We desire that you would live your life on mission, on purpose. And using using the Lord's uh, empowerment and the skills and gifts that he's given you for his glory. So thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you for the opportunity. We we sure appreciate learning this little bit about your story. Yes, thank you. Bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Willingdon On Mission podcast. We hope you have been inspired by your time with us today. To learn more about Willingdon's outreach ministries or to hear more episodes of this podcast, find us online at willingdon.org.